Some of this content is not new, but I have not had a ton of time to share it with you all. Um, First and foremost, I'd like to say that I would love to have a co-host or somebody to converse with me on here. So if anybody's interested, please let me know. Um... Okay, so this morning I was listening to 92.5 on the radio on my way to work. I really don't listen to the radio anymore for obvious reasons. It's usually spoken in a leftist, biased way. I just don't want to listen anymore. But anyways, it was. And uh, I was actually very pleasantly surprised. They were talking about the murders in Rochester and what was going on in Rochester. And they basically said, so we know that people in Rochester have a voice. We've seen it on national news. And they said, so why do those people have a voice, but then they can't speak up when these murders are occurring in their city? Because there's been 60 plus murders alone in one year. That's a lot. All they focus on is that that one incident of Daniel Prude that cops happened to be involved with along the way. And that's all that they'll write about. That's all they'll talk about. When the reality is that there were 64 other murders that were done by citizens or terrible people or done by drug dealers. Why aren't we talking about it? Lovely mayor calls for violence all the time over certain people. Cough, cough, Daniel Prude. When actually 90% of the violence is nowhere even near police. It has to do with drugs, mostly, and the violence within the inner city. Um, So anyways, I I was just very pleasantly surprised that they were talking about this on the radio. And at one point, they, you know, they actually defended police and were like, you're you're trying to get the the only people that are there to help you away. And um, it was very nice to hear a typically left-wing station say these things. Um, So I do want to tell you guys, I I am very passionate about about the drugs and the drug killings that go on in Rochester. Um, Once upon a time, I did have a loved one who was struggling, and it sent me down a path of really understanding what was going on in the drug scene in Rochester before I had been kind of sheltered and didn't really quite understand what was going on. So at one point, I went and sat in front of this store on Clinton, and, you know, they talk about it on the radio all the time because there's always killings and murders and horrible things going on in that area. So I sat there, and I watched several people stand on this corner, and it was very obvious to me that they were selling drugs. And, you know, I've asked, caught friends and other people, why am I watching this? Why are these people not arrested? I don't understand. I I was very frustrated, and it, I, I, it made me angry. And um, everyone will say, because of the laws that New York State has created, by the time they do paperwork in New York State to get these people into jail, they're already out of jail. That's just the way the state works. They don't stay in jail. And even if they do happen to stay in jail, maybe overnight, which really doesn't ever happen, but maybe somebody else will just take their place. That's why they go on these year-long routes to try to catch the core people because it, it's just very sad how this, it's very sad how the laws work because for someone with my point of view, if you're selling drugs, let's say you're under the age of 18, okay, maybe we'll give you another shot. But if you're over the age of 18 and you get more than one shot, that's wrong to me. For me, like, I think you should be in jail for life, really, if you're selling heroin and these other horrible, horrible drugs. 
it's contributing to the terrible violence. It's contributing to fires. I mean, all sorts of things. So, um, anyways, I kind of just went on a tangent there, but I, I was happy to hear that from 92.5. Uh, next up on my list of ranting is the vaccine passport. Go figure, it's only been introduced in New York thus far. Why are we even surprised about that? This state is run by Democratic idiots, if we're being honest. So the first thing that I, I think about when I think of a vaccine por- passport, not everybody can get the vaccine. Some people medically cannot. Some people are advised not to by their doctor. Um, I know that rheumatoid arthritis is one of the things that many doctors are saying you should not get it for. Um, among other things, I mean, it hasn't even been studied in pregnant people. So I, you can risk that. And I know some doctors are recommending that pregnant women do get, get the vaccine, but it's not studied. So anyways, there's a lot of reasons why somebody would not be getting the vaccine passport. So in my mind, that's discrimination right there. It's discrimination if someone can't get it and now you're going to prevent them from doing things. That's not right. Or you're going to make them get a doctor's note every two weeks. It's ridiculous. The reason stuff like this has not been done in the past is because there's a cultural resistance to mandates like this. A lot of us are against it. But for whatever reason, the resistance is not working anymore. They, they are, the government is just coming out and making these mandates. It's not right. So the vaccine passport is going to be something that is introduced in the stadiums. They're saying wedding receptions. So I can't go to a wedding reception anymore unless I have a vaccine passport? Are we joking? Half of weddings are done with your family. I can't see my family without a vaccine passport? I can't go to events if I don't want to get vaccinated. It's utterly, utterly, utterly ridiculous. I mean, on top of this, they're still requiring that you wear a mask and you social distance. So if you are vaccinated, they still want you to do those things. So have a passport, be vaccinated. Oh, but by the way, still wear a mask, still social distance. Nothing's going to change. So what the frick is the point? There is no point in my mind. Um, and something I was thinking about. So do you guys remember when we were a little younger and there was still this transition between like um, paper scanning and your phone for getting into a Darien Lake concert, a Six Flags concert? I remember there being one time where I like brought a piece of paper and they're like, I'm sorry, ma'am, this isn't working. And I was like, uh, well, I don't know what to tell you. Like this is I paid for this. This is my ticket. And then they're like, well, you can try it on your phone. Most of us know that at Darien Lake, our phone service is terrible. So I'm sitting on the side trying to figure out how to get it up on my phone, taking forever. It literally took me probably 20 minutes turning my phone off and on trying to get my ticket. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, what if they don't let me in? I, you know, I paid a hundred plus dollars to go to this concert. My friends are already in. Like, I was so upset. Okay, what if this happens with the vaccine passports and it doesn't scan? You're going to tell us, oh, we can't come in? Oh, you can't come into this wedding reception. Oh, you can't come into this event even though you already paid. It's ridiculous. But not to mention that it's a mandate. We should not be mandated to have a vaccine passport. It's ridiculous. A year ago, they said two weeks and we'll be back to normal. Two weeks and we're going to slow the spread and everything's going to be fine. They lied to us. And now they're pulling this crap. I'm so angry about it. 
something needs to change. And I hope to God that the red states stick by their guns and don't have anything to do with this. I know Governor DeSantis down in Florida has already said he'll have nothing to do with this. And I really hope he sticks to that. And I believe he will. Whew. Can you tell I'm a little heated today? I'm sorry. All right, next up, which I know has already been talked about. I'm a few days late, but I know that um, it's it really actually hasn't been shown in a lot of mainstream media. It's been shown on what I see, you know, Fox News, um, Newsmax, and all of the sites that I follow and the podcasters that I follow, but it's not on mainstream. So um, two teenage girls are charged with murder after they carjacked an Uber Eats driver. His name was Muhammad Anwar. And um, it's very sad. He was 66 years old. He was the provider for his entire family. And he was murdered. (sighs) The craziest thing. So the ages of these girls that murdered him were 13 and 15 years old. This is in Washington, D.C., by the way. So how do you think the media, how do you think they, they talked about this? Because what really happened is these, let's talk about it for real. These girls were black, okay? So I don't care what their race was, but I'm just telling you because we know if this was two white girls that did this or two white boys that murdered this man, it would be all over. It would be racism. It would be blah, blah, blah. Well, Anwar's not black and these girls were black. So to me, that should that be racism? Because it sure as heck should be. And we know if roles were reversed, that it would be all over the news. It would be nonstop talked about. But it wasn't. So uh, anyways, they basically, I'll tell you CNN, they said that this, what the girls did led to an accident in which he was fatally injured. This was not an accident. They carjacked this on purpose. They murdered him. This wasn't an accident. So CNN tries to spin it nicely, which is absolutely ludicrous. And then the mayor, it gets even better. Mayor Bowser, she released a video on how to prevent auto theft. Didn't even acknowledge it at first. Took her a while. I'm sure she got a lot of backlash. Auto theft isn't the issue here. It's bad parenting, bad children. I mean, I can't sit here and say that the parents are bad, but those children are bad. Because I couldn't even imagine at 13 years old thinking of hijacking a car and killing a guy. Never in a million years. At 13 years old, I think I was still playing with Polly Pockets. I mean, it's insane what's, what's going on with this world. These people are changing. It's very, very sad. Oh, gosh. So the other huge thing that I'm actually really excited to talk about today but in not in a good way, um, is the 35 Senate Democrats that have introduced the legislation to ban assault weapons to infringe on our Second Amendment. But first off, I want to um, have you guys listen to this. It's Ronald Reagan from um, the NRA, and he had a, a great speech. So hold on one second. Police would be so busy arresting handgun owners that they would be unable to protect the people against criminals. It's a nasty truth, but those who seek to inflict harm are not phased by gun control laws. I happen to know this from personal experience. (laughs) Economic well-being and national security. No group does more to promote gun safety and respect for the laws of this land 
than the NRA, and I thank you. So anyways, we know that Ronald Reagan is an amazing speaker, but that was from his NRA speech in 1983. So it's about half an hour. If you guys have the time, go listen to it because it is honestly fantastic. He's a great speaker. He was known for his optimism, his economic growth. He cut taxes. He was he was a pretty great president. Um, and he had some very good beliefs. So uh, listen to it if you have time. So anyways... These 35 Senate Democrats introduced this bill, and they want to ban assault weapons. What's an assault weapon? Because they're saying it's an AR. But, okay, you know what? That's a start. What else is an assault weapon? Because it won't end there. Is it a stick? Because I can hit you with a stick and hurt you. Is that an assault weapon? How about a knife? Because a kitchen knife can be an assault weapon. Are they going to ban kitchen knives? How about a car? I can assault you with my car. You could get run over. So are you going to ban us from driving because you could possibly assault someone? I mean, it's, it's utterly ridiculous. The real issue in this country are drug dealers, criminals, the people that illegally have guns. Do you think that, that banning an assault weapon is going to stop these criminals from getting guns you really think they're gonna stop because they'll not they're not going to they will always find a way and then you have the good citizens unarmed and there's nothing we could do to protect from the armed criminals guns are not the problem it's the people you want to use a few examples of horrible people that have done horrible things in this country like going and shoot up schools Well, those people are the problem. It's not the gun. You don't think they would have done something else to hurt people? They could have created a bomb. I mean, who knows? Maybe they should be focusing on more mental health in this country. Having more people to help with mental health. And you know what else? I'll use that school shooting example again. What if the teachers were armed? What if they knew how to operate a a handgun? What if they were able to protect their students? Or what if there was armed security that were able to stop the mass shooter immediately? We need more people like that. Because I'm telling you that you don't hear about this stuff going on in Texas. You go shoot up a grocery store in Texas, you're probably going to have 100 men shoot right back at you. Because they're all armed down there. They don't, you don't mess with Texans. But then you come to some state where you're not allowed to have anything. You're not allowed to have a concealed carry unless you're, you know, a special person or you work for the government or whatever. And the good citizens are unarmed. So who's going to protect the people if something happens? They're not going to. So I, um, I asked a lot of people why you own a gun. And I just wanted other people's opinions. And, I, you know, that you always have the, you know, the assholes that are like, oh, if you need other opinions, it's not an opinion of your own. No, that's not true at all. Why do I want a gun? I want to be able to protect myself. I'm a five foot, I'm a, I'm a five foot girl who's 95 pounds. If somebody breaks into my house, what am I going to do? I can, I'm going to call the cops, of course. But what if they don't get here for 10 minutes? What do I do then? I hide under my bed? No, I'm going to protect myself. And I have the ability to do so, and I have the right to do so. That's the main reason. So I'll give you guys some of the answers that um, my fellow friends gave. One, to stop mass shootings. Great. Love it. 
the overwhelming majority said to protect myself and those I love. Yes, absolutely. Because we've been seeing it all the time. People are breaking into homes and rioting X, Y, Z. Um, another person said that they don't want to depend on another for safety. Absolutely. Cops aren't always there in the snap of a freaking finger. Hunting and target shooting. Absolutely. That can still be an assault weapon. Has anybody seen a deer shot? That thing, that's going to tear someone apart. But that, that's a hobby. So far, they're not going after that, but same thing. That can hurt you. Um, most people said they would rather have it and not need it. But it's better to have it. A lot of people said, because it's my right. People said, safer place if more good citizens carried. Absolutely. Like I just said it. If more people carried more, you know, if you're, if there's a mass shooter, do you think they're going to go somewhere where they know that they're going to get shot right away? Probably not. Um, I actually didn't know this. So I was really, I was interested to hear about this. So in Colorado, which is where that shooting just happened, only people who are, um, who are issued firearms for government jobs are permitted to have a concealed carry. So you can't be an average American there and have a concealed carry. How many people have government jobs where they're permitted to do so? Not a ton. So maybe that would have been prevented if, if somebody could carry at the grocery store. A good citizen was there to protect the others. Another great answer is love and acceptance won't stop a bad guy with a gun. Nope. If someone's got a gun and they're bad, you're not going to stop them by saying, Oh, life is good. Let's calm down. Um, and I love the facts. So the founding fathers included the Second Amendment because they understood oppression. They knew that people needed to defend from invasions and foreign attacks. Absolutely. It specifically states in the Constitution that citizens shall maintain sufficient arms to defend themselves from enemies, foreign and domestic. It's stated clearly in the Constitution. So why are we not following the Constitution? Constitution? Why do we have Democrats fighting the Constitution? Oh, they, they don't respect or follow the Constitution? Then they shouldn't be in office because they're, they're trying to infringe on our rights. Riot crowds are as prevalent today as they were in the 1860s. So we should have the ability to protect ourselves from these riots because it has, it's been getting scary and insane in our country these days. We've seen day and night what's been going on and businesses being attacked, people being attacked for views, for where they live, everything. Um, obviously, we all know where most of the violence comes from in this country, the gun violence. It's not from the good citizens. It's not from citizens who do the right thing to get a gun. Did you know that AR-15s are less than 1% of the annual gun violence? Less than 1%. So why are we worrying about that when there's 99% of other gun violence going on? We should probably be worrying about the other percentage that's way bigger, right? And not for nothing, I want to tell you guys about the process, at least in New York, of getting a concealed carry. So you have to drive downtown, find a place to park. 
you have all your information already filled out. You have to have a specific time that slot, time slot that you filled out to go into, into this place. You go in, you stand in line, you hand in your paperwork, you get your picture taken, you give your money. Okay. Then they tell you where to go to get your fingerprint from the sheriffs. So then you walk to a different building, wait, do that process, get your fingerprint, yada, yada, yada. Then six months later, six months, they might send you a paper saying if you're going to get it or not. Then you have to wait. Once you technically purchase a gun, you have to get it from a certified dealer. Then once they receive the gun, you have to send it in to the county. And then they have to approve that you get it. And once it's actually on your pistol permit, then you can go pick it up from your certified dealer. This process takes a long time. It's safe. These people who are trying to infringe on our rights, it's ridiculous. I went through all that, and I'm going to keep my gun. I'm going to have the right to protect myself, as all of us should. That is why it's so important. That is why we care so much. So anyways, that is all for today, folks. Thank you.